Although the public health field focuses on population health, all populations are composed of subpopulations, each with its own health profile and its own needs. Advancing population health therefore requires taking a subpopulation approach coupled with tailored programs and policies. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Elena Fuentes Affleck, Chief of Pediatrics at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital and Trauma Center, and Vice Dean for Academic Affairs at the University of California San Francisco School of Medicine. As part of the journal series on the fundamentals of public health, Dr. Fuentes Afflick has co-authored a perspective article about advancing population health by focusing on subpopulations. Dr. Fuentes Afflick, why is it important for public health scholars and practitioners to approach population health from this perspective of subpopulations? I believe it's important to approach the issue from the perspective of subpopulations because the profile of subpopulations may not reflect the profile of the overall population. In this particular perspective, I focused on children as a subpopulation of interest, but one could apply other lenses to that subpopulation framework, including populations such as women or disabled people or immigrants, each of which has a distinct, often distinct profile of characteristics that may or may not correspond to the profile of the entire population. So by disaggregating a population and focusing on specific subpopulations, we can identify pockets of need, particular opportunities, as well as particular strengths. And what about physicians? How does awareness of various subpopulations and their needs inform the care that physicians provide? As physicians, we are taught to identify the salient characteristics of our patients. And so we ask a number of standard questions and we each develop our own style of assessing subpopulation characteristics, if you will, so that we can understand this is a female patient or a pediatric patient or a patient with a particular illness. And that helps us guide our understanding of the opportunities for preventive care, for intervention, and for treatment. So by our nature, we are trained to identify subpopulations within our patient population so that we can serve them most effectively. As you say, you focused in your article on children as an example of a subpopulation. And you say in your article that children's characteristics pose distinct opportunities and challenges. So how does understanding and advancing children's health support population health more generally? Population health measures of success are often very broadly defined in terms of optimizing health, maximizing life expectancy, et cetera. And as our knowledge of the interconnectedness of factors over the lifespan has expanded, we understand the importance of early antecedents of adult disease or early antecedents of adverse health outcomes. So focusing on children, maximizing their health, their development, their well-being, and their preparation for a healthy adulthood is essential for population health measures. Within that subpopulation of children, can you point to specific groups that require extra attention? There are many groups of children who may not fit the overall profile of general health. For example, there are populations of children who have special needs, who are either born with a congenital problem or who acquire a major illness or have a developmental issue that affects their health needs and their health trajectory. That's one example. Children with asthma, children who have obesity. These are subpopulations of children 
that have unique needs during the pediatric phase. And often these needs extend into the phase of adulthood. You talk in your article about the importance of health inequities and non-medical factors in shaping population health. How do inequities affect various subpopulations and how can scholars, clinicians better understand their role and support systemic change? In recent years, our knowledge of health inequities and the impact that they have has expanded tremendously. Much of our knowledge is focused on adults, but we are learning more about health inequities in children. In the perspective, I highlight the unique needs of African-American infants, as well as African-American childbearing women who have disproportionately high mortality rates relative to white and Latina women. That's one example of how a health inequity influences our experience as physicians, the way that we need to identify particular populations and try to mitigate their risks. I believe it is important for us to take a data-informed approach to understand the population needs that we experience in our clinical setting, and then create policies, programs, other interventions to address and mitigate those needs. Finally, what do you see as the next steps for the public health field when it comes to understanding and supporting subpopulations to advance population health? I believe we need to continue to have a robust data collection process. We need data so that we understand and identify populations at risk. Beyond having data, we need to have conversations about how to handle the health needs of specific subpopulations. If we don't have effective programs, we need to develop them. If it's an issue of health policy, whether that's a financing policy, a housing policy that will address our patients or our subpopulations needs, then we need to develop that. And we need to think about new models of care, new systems of care to address subpopulation needs in a more robust fashion. Thank you, Dr. Fuentes-Afflick.